This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. I'll read from the New King James Version. Hebrews 11, 1 to 12. If you promise me that you will scroll well upstairs, I will read from your screen. If not, I will open my Bible. It's okay. You've promised me. All right, let's go. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. We will read from 3 to 12 together. And I want you to pay attention to the first word or the first two words of the verses as we go. Shall we please read together one to go? That the words were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Verse 6. Faith. Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. But before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. 
Hallelujah. What will you call the title? Huh? Are you sure? All right, okay. I'll call it by faith too. By faith, I call it by faith. Hallelujah. So you can say winning by faith. Or you can say by faith. I will give just a few general points. Or I call them general points of fact about faith. Uh, We have entered into a year like never before. And I'm as confident as ever that God will do marvelous things this year. And he will do them in your life. He will do them in my life. Sometimes God gladdens my heart. I was to teach about faith today and I you know, was interrupted very early this morning. I needed to pray for someone and God did a marvelous thing. And um, when the testimony is ready, you will hear it yourself. So the first point I want you to know about faith, I will mention five general points and I will mention another five specific points. The first general point about faith is that faith is fungible. Am I hearing what is that? All right, okay. F-U-N, I tried to look for a simpler word. I couldn't find that would be appropriate. So pardon me. F-U-N-G-I, yes? So we know what it means? All right. Faith is fungible. Faith is fungible means it's like a currency. And from today, please keep note, take note of that word. Faith is like what? All right. So let me, before I go to the scriptures, to you the scripture to explain. Has anybody, can anybody give me 10 pound notes, please? Anybody, or you don't carry cash anymore? 10 pound notes, anyone? Please. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. How much is this, everyone? What can you do with it? Thank you. Can you buy two McDonald's? You can buy two meals, happy meals. You can buy two happy meals. What else can you do? Huh? When the sales are on, you can buy quite a few things. Yes, what can you do? Huh? Ah, in Aberdeen? Is it that expensive? Somebody said daily bus pass in Aberdeen. Is it not three pounds? Oh, it's the same good trip that is three pounds. All right. Okay. What else can it do? Eh? Two packs of goat meat. What else can it do? Huh? Ah. You are wonderful, man. You mean this will buy grocery for one week? That's anointed management. What can this do? I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Because this point of the five is about the most important ones. I'll spend time on it. What can he do? He can go offering. Good. What can he do? Huh? Electric cup. Electric cup. True. True. You can warm your house. Good. Now, these same 10 pounds in your hand can do all those things. Fungible means that you can convert it to anything. That's what fungible means. 
Alright, so it means that whatever you have is a good English word. Financial people, they use it a lot. That when you have a particular article in your hand and you can convert it to other things, it is fungible. In itself, it carries a value that can give you many things. You understand what I mean? Now, you can have these 10 pounds in your hand and you may still starve. You understand that? Alright, now continue to link that with faith. You may have 10 pounds in your hand and might not be as good as Sister Rosemary who can buy one week grocery with it. You can have these 10 pounds and you can spend it all on makeup. Can you buy lipstick? It depends on the type of makeup. (laughs) Children. (laughs) Wow. But it's the same tempers, you agree with me. But you can convert it to better things. So point number one to know under the fact that something is fungible is that you can convert it to many things. Faith in your hand can be converted to many things. It is the currency of heaven. If you don't have it, you will not be able to get many things. No matter how much you cry, no matter how much you work. And I'll go to scripture in a minute and I'll prove that to you. It is the central currency. Jesus Christ alluded to it. The passage that we read, we said, by what? By that currency in their hand, they were able to do what? To do many things, of which I will mention to you later. Hallelujah. Brother Obaru, am I right? Thank you very much. When I started, I said, what did I say? I didn't say borrow. <laughs> Not today, another time. Wow. Now, everything you give this year shall be multiplied back to you. Yeah. Anybody wants to key into that? I say it one more time. Everything you give this year shall be multiplied back to you. Yeah. Even when you don't know what you are doing. Even when you step out as if you know you, you can dispose with it, it shall be multiplied back to you. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11. Start from verse 21. Faith is what? You are not confident. Alright, good. It's good. 21 I said. Mark eleven twenty-one. We'll read that together and I'll... Is that 21. Put it on the main screen. Mark 11. Thank you. And Peter remembering said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Is that okay? Do we know the background to that story? There was a day Jesus Christ was going and needed food and the fig tree did not cooperate. And Jesus said, there, there be no fruit come upon you anymore. Verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in... Alright. Do you have Young's literal translation of the Bible? YLT is usually free. If you don't have it, believe me. I will tell you what it says. Young's literal translation, literal translation means that they translated from the original exactly into English without modifying it at all. And sometimes it's the best way for you to understand the verse of the Bible. 
It says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith of God. You heard that said before. That that thing is actually not have faith in God. It is what? Have faith of God. It's actually a keleti pistin koi in Greek. So, pistin, when I have pistis, is faith. At least you know that one. You should know that one. Okay, and carries is a power. All, all those little words, you should know them as, as you study the Bible. So, Jesus was telling them, have God's kind of faith. It's not have faith in God. That if you want to do what I've done, you need the currency in your pocket. And if you have it, you can do many things. And Jesus, I will not continue in verse 23, very quickly. We've got a long way to go this morning. Verse 23, please. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will do what? Have whatever he says. He will have whatever he... He will have whatever he... We will come back to that later on. So point number one. Is that very clear? Jesus Christ made it abundantly clear unto us that if you have the currency of faith of God, you can do nearly anything. Just as that 10 pounds could have done nearly, it could have been 100 pounds, it could have been 1,000 pounds, and it could do anything. Today, we will go after the right thing. And it shall work for us in Jesus' name. What's number one point, as I mentioned? And meaning that faith can be converted to many other things for your own good. Number two, operate at the level of faith you are at, but seek to grow your faith. Operate, and this is one of the commonest areas of mistake of believers. Everybody thinks that operating in faith means that I squeeze my faith, I do some extra things, not knowing that it is the faith that you are comfortable with that will work for you. Do you know many at times, folks, when you ask me to pray for you, I pray along the line of which I have faith in God. If you stretch me to pray, what I tell you, and I will will do that later on today, I will say, I will join my faith with yours. But if you ask me to pray, I say, you want to go for an interview, I will pause in the spirit. I will make sure that what I'm asking of God from you is what I believe with any shadow of that will happen. If you start doing faith that way, it will become easy. For instance, if somebody asks me, for instance, I'm not saying, and it varies from time to time, because my faith level does rise as well. I need to share you personal things so that I can be helpful to you, so I don't just tell you theory. For instance, if somebody comes to me and tells me that, and I've prayed all sorts of prayers before, that the person is ill and wants to get out of that bed and resume work, And what my faith is instructing me to pray is that you should have an accelerated recovery. That's what I will pray. But if you want to say you want to get up immediately and go, and I don't have that faith at that moment, I will need you to join your faith with mine for it to work. Am I making my point? Always that way you will begin to see many miracles.
miracles and signs in your life and things will begin to happen. I've prayed for someone before, many, many to the glory of God. You know, was, uh, the child was very ill and, you know, we didn't know what to do. And I just pray, I said, Lord, preserve this child until they are able to get to the hospital so that the hospital people can help. And God honored that because actually the child was as good as dead in the house. But I said, Lord, I believe with my heart, without any shadow of doubt, that if this child can get to the hospital and they can wire this child up, that this child will recover. And God honored that. But there have been occasions before, maybe for some things that my faith could carry. I said, Lord, cause this child to rise up now. And the child rose up. Don't, if you want to walk in faith, don't do EBGB, magic, magic. Know what deep within your heart you believe can happen. And pray for that. And believe God for that. The way we say it, we say, we say, go as far as your faith can carry you. Some can be in this room, your faith can carry you and said, even as I'm sitting now, I'm not even sure whether I've conceived or not. But you know what? My faith believes that I will not see my monthly cycle again until my baby is delivered. And your faith can, you can just believe that. I've prayed for people before. And I don't know whether I'm right or wrong. It's even not be around the time they could have met with their husband or whatever. But I believe in my heart that even if that child is not there, God will create that child to be there. Well, you will not qualify to be a Mary anymore. After all, <laughs> you understand what I mean. That one is past. I'm not making you to be a Mary. You can't be. <laughs> But for all that could have happened, if the Lord, we need to exhume it from anywhere, from anywhere in the body, and God makes it happen at that moment. Walk according to the faith you carry. Can I hear amen unto that again? And never ever think that we can manipulate this work of faith. In Mark chapter 9, verses 23 and 24, there was something very instructive that the Lord tells us there. Are you following me? Good. Jesus said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, verse 23, okay. Jesus said to me, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who, are you following me? Verse 24, please. Immediately, somebody say immediately. Demanding thing twice. The father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord did you understand that? My faith can carry me to some extent that this child will not die. This child, this convulsion that this child has been having is going to stop. But somewhere within me, I'm not sure it will not come back. Then in verse 25, what did Lord Jesus Christ do? Verse 25, very quickly, please. When Jesus saw that the people came running, he rebuked them. Rebuke the unclean spirit, saying to him, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him, do what? And enter him no more. What did Jesus do there? The man said, I believe. Help me believe. What did Jesus do there? Eh? Is there? Say it loud and clear. He's joined his faith. We will join our faith today. 
and God will do marvelous things. You know, the first person that, you know, exegeted or expounded that to me was Daddy Jill. He always says it, I think, he always says, well, we will pray, I will join my faith with yours. Have you heard him say that before? He said, I will join my faith with yours. Believe me, it works. Because the deficiency in your faith can be made up by me, and the deficiency in my faith can be made up by you. I don't know why it works, because it's a force, it's a, it's a mysterious force, faith that is. Faith is, is a power that we just don't understand. It works, but it works. But that's going to be one of my last points. I've warned you before about this joining of faith. Please be very careful in trying to join your faith with people who will drain your faith. If the common example I used to use, if I come to Tunde and I say, take in today, by tomorrow, let's join our faith together. Join your faith with me. That I will have five billion pounds. He said, absolutely. But deep within his heart, there's a possibility. Tomorrow. He said, tomorrow. <laughs> I wish you could hear him. He said, tomorrow. But circumstance will not allow him to say no, you know that. What will he do? He'll do like this. In Jesus' name, Father, ah, give pastor five thousand, five million, five billion tomorrow. And he said, the boy will be smiling. He say, you're your own pastor. <laughs> and so, I've, I've always told people, if I'm going to pray with you on a serious basis, I want us to discuss and I'll tell you what I believe. If it's going to knock your faith, I will just, from my prayer, you will get what I'm saying. And people have noticed that before. They will say, Pastor, the kind of prayer you prayed. Someone once came and was going back to Nigeria. I said, Pastor, immediately I get to Nigeria, I will get a job. And as I was about to open my mouth, if I came back and testified, I remember where I was sitting that day. I don't think it was this side. It was that. I remember clearly. I said, and I paused. I didn't know what happened. I said, Father, since I didn't want to turn it to prayer, I said, as you are going on, when you get to Nigeria, there will be a period where you will have no job. That actually, the first job you will have. Now, I wasn't just acting on faith. I was also acting by the word of knowledge. Because also, they all work together. And anyway, you prophesy by faith. I hope you know. Because whatever you hear, you don't have the confidence to speak it out, it is not prophecy. We put ourselves out. When I hear something or when I feel something and I want to speak it out, I must have faith to believe that what I'm speaking is going to be. So I told brother, I said, where are you not? I said, the very first job you get, that job, you will not last there. Now, how many of you will still be kneeling down? When I was saying, I said, but the second one, we surprise everybody. And it will make up for all the years of death that we went through. According to the time of life and according to the prophetic utterance, the day the first that letter of appointment for the big one came, he got my number by all means. And I saw so many miscalls. He said, the Lord has done it. But I could have disobeyed the voice of the Lord 
and pray according to what he's saying. Are you hearing me now? Feel free to make sure that you discuss with people and only act according to the faith you have. Somebody getting something out of this? Because by the end of today, I'm expecting marvelous things to happen here. Number three. True operation of faith is based on comma, inverted comma, inverted comma begins, submit before sense. Inverted comma closes. True operation of faith is based on the phrase or the sentence submit before sense. You must make your submission first then it will make sense later. That is faith. You must submit. Your submission can be in prayer. Your submission can be by declaration. Your submission can be an action. But you must. As long now, faith does not deny sense. Faith only puts sense in its rightful place. Sense means common sense. Faith will have first spoken. And then it will make sense after. Good example is when you get to your car, you put the ignition key in, if it's the one that uses ignition, and you turn it. What happens? Do you think about anything except if you are driving the kind of car I drove before, but forget about one, that one. Or if you have a button, you do what? You press the start button, and what happens? But when do you start thinking how a car starts? When do you start thinking how a car starts? When it does not work. Now, those are usually the time when I apply my faith that I even think at all about how it's going to happen or why it has not happened. When I pray my heart out and I believe that that particular job you are going for, you will get it. That application that you have submitted, and I pray and I believe with all my heart that there should be nothing stopping it. And you came back and said... And we thank God anyhow, Pastor, but then I started revising. I said, no. What is the process? What what, what God has missed somewhere along the line? Because if it is faith, I apply faith. Could it be God is saying something else? Could it be this thing we start on the second pressure or on the second pressing or turning of the key? But for the application of my faith, I'm sure about that. But if I go about sense before making my submission, faith is killed. Faith usually does not make sense. I'm standing before you today, talking so boldly and confidently, but there was a time in my life that I've taken so many foolish dives that everyone around me thought I was crazy. I submitted before I started making sense. And I mean everyone. Even if I had been outside of myself, I would have called myself foolish. Let me pray one prayer for you today. In the day of your need, may you find faith somewhere, somehow, that we avail and make to work what you need in your life. Because I'm telling you, no, it's not because I've studied faith that much. God, in it, because faith is a gift itself. God can just make you to do something crazy at a, at a particular moment. And then it makes sense later. You understand what I mean? You just find yourself, you just take a step. Do you think, 
David, okay, maybe David prepared. Even when Elijah was on that mountain, I'm sure there was a time he said, boy, you are crazy. But something moved him and he said, let us, he probably have submitted before he started thinking of the process. He said, let us have a contest. Call that fire, I call that fire. Oh boy, and we said, well, I come back out now. And many at times when you are moved to give, when you are moved to speak, when you are moved to pray, when you are moved to make a declaration, don't wait for the sense. Make it. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Make it. The sense will come later. I believe that's one of the key unto many people being used by God in the area of faith. Many of them don't plan it. You see a cripple. And you decided to go straight for the cripple. And you just pray for the cripple or pull the cripple by the hand. And before you know it, you're already in the midst of the trouble. It's either God backs you up or you fall. But usually it doesn't back off. It backs up. Every pronouncement of yours by the grace of God, according to the word, because you're going to make a few pronouncements today, God will back you up. God has faith. He will back you up. I don't need five billion tomorrow, but believe you me, if I were to need five billion tomorrow, if I were to need five billion tomorrow, I have no doubt in my mind that somebody will not, about ten people will not speak all over, sleep all over the world. My name will be flashing before their eyes. My number will follow it. And they will start calling. I have not been able to sleep. Are you Chris Bainley? I said, are you the one bringing one or bringing half a billion? Because the power of God is able to do that. These are all in the realm of possibilities. These are some of the things I've tested before. One of the things I've tested before. Give me somebody's name. Last name. Show me the building. I told you the story before. Went to the building. We will work with God more this year. This is the 13th of January. Second Sunday. And I'm sensing that God is taking everyone. I'm, it's not from the pulpit going to be this year. It's going to be from the pew. Most of what we see will be from here. That's why you are receiving the equipment today and the equipping today. That as we declare it, so shall it be established. Amen. What's our point number three again? Ah. So, maybe four cents. That means it's easier. Number four, because of our time. Wow. Nearly finished the time. Lord have mercy. Okay, I will skip one part. Number four. Faith will always be resisted. Faith will always be resisted. Because it is a force. Wherever there is a force, there must be a counter force. Amen? Is the rule. Whatever is force, that's what? There will be. Faith is a force, as I mentioned to you, and it is very threatening to the faithless. That's one of the reasons I mentioned to you before. Be very careful those you share things with or those who want to pray for you or pray with you. Keep your matters to yourself. 
starting a huge business that's going to be international, they say, are you the only one? Believe you me, the, the, the spirit of man is very powerful. Human spirit is very powerful. Some people, they have very negative spirit. They, don't, they're not, they are not cursing them, but they've got very strong spirit. And I can sense people with strong spirit. So people with strong spirit, they can just wish that things do not happen and it will not happen. They can just rubbish it in there. They won't say a word, but they've got, you know, our spirit is, is a force. Unfortunately, the idolaters and the occult people, they understand it more than you, the children of light. Just walk around as if we don't know what I, and, and there are people you sit with on the train sometimes, and something is not resting in your spirit. Get up from around them. There are some places you are booked on the, there are some seats you are booked on the flight and, you know, you got there and they said, no, they've given your seat to someone. They don't fight to get that seat back. Seen people like that before. They pick things by just sitting around people. Is God not protecting you? He's protecting you by telling you to run away from trouble. There are different ways to protect you. And if you're not intentive unto him, faith will always be resisted. It's a force. David was resisted by his brother Eliab. He said, what about you? Are you the only one? David was resisted by Saul himself. He said, you are just a small boy. They didn't have faith. Jacob, sorry, Caleb and what's his partner's name? Joshua. They were reserved by the ten. And that was a very strange account. That should be in Joshua um, Numbers chapter 13. Numbers, let me get the exact verse. Numbers chapter 13. Very, very crazy stuff there. Go to 14. 14. I think it's verse 10. 14. 14, please. Numbers 14. Numbers 14. Um, verse 10. Yes. Go to verse 8. Let's read through that real quickly. We, we will make up for the time somehow. Okay? All right, if the Lord delights in us, these are Joshua and Caleb talking, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Amen? Verse 9, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us, do not fear them. Amen? Verse 10, and all the congregations... Better versions, all the congregations... Prepared to stone them with stones. Not with paper, with stones. You know, the Bible is very explicit sometimes. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the meeting before the children. And Moses took over from there and started separating them. They would have killed them. I once mentioned to some elderly people in this my city that this city can be one unto the Lord. I got a bad name. Since that day, I know whom I talk to. We hold joint programs, evangelistic programs. There are some people that said, you are too full of yourself. Faith will be resisted. Be careful. Number five, very quickly, so that I may close. Faith works and works well. And that's a very strange statement. But still write it down. And I make it the concluding statement. Faith works and does what? And my evidence for that is Hebrews Chapter 11, faith works and, faith works and, the reason why I know it works well is that for everyone that was mentioned in that place, he said, by faith. That was their currency, by faith. 
They had unshakable belief in the Lord. And the Lord stood by them and performed what he has planned for them. What are specific facts about, about uh, I call it specific facts and acts of faith. And it's from our text that I will take them, I'll read through them, and I'll tell you what to do after that one. Number one, faith helps us believe what the scripture says. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, because you're going to continue this one at home. If you're going to grow in faith, you need to work, work a little bit harder than you've ever worked. Number two, Faith gives sacrificially. Hebrews 11 verse 4, that was talking about who? Cain and Abel. Number three, faith gives sacrifice. Number two, number three, faith prepares us for rapture. That was talking about Enoch who believed God and it was not. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 and 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8, which says those who love or are expecting the coming of our Lord Jesus. It's by faith we expect his coming. Number four, faith moves us to act on God's warning. Hebrews 11 verse 7. So that was Noah. When Noah was warned that there would be a flood, it was faith that made him to act on that. And I can expand on that. If at the end of this specific session, there's, maybe we'll come back to them later, but they are profound. And give you multiple of examples in which the Lord has warned me. It was by faith that I believe it was God warning me and I pulled back. Or else, one will have got into big trouble. Number five, faith moves us to act. Faith moves us to act and work towards God's yet unseen promises. Faith moves us to act and work towards God's yet unseen promises. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, between verses 1 and 38, by faith was mentioned so many times. Please, I humbly ask you, without any sense of pride or arrogance, go back home, preferably today, and list along the line that I've listed the first five, verses 9 to 38. Can I hear your amen unto that one? What that will do for you is that your faith will begin to rise as you read those things. Discipline yourself. Write them down. Put them in your own words. If we will go where God wants us to go this year, we will need to put in some effort. And it will help us. How do I have faith? Or how do I grow my faith? We're going to take the Lord's answer very quickly. In Luke chapter 17, verses 5 and 6. Luke 17, verses 5 and 6. How do I have faith? Is that a valid question? Good. How do I have faith? Luke 17, verses 5 and 6. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Just as you are sitting down there saying what? Increase my faith. What did the Lord tell them? If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will. Wow. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, verse 20. So, how do I grow my faith? I will put it all together very quickly. Matthew 17, please. Verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, 
You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. What's the difference between Luke 17, if you are paying attention, and Matthew 17? Eh? Ah, I know I will catch you. Please be attentive in church, brethren. Eh? And you say he's bodily now. This one says, you will say to move from here and it will move and nothing will be. The other one, what did he say? You will say unto this, be pulled up and be. Please, the scriptures do not make mistakes. There are genuine reasons why the Holy Spirit allowed them to record it differently. Morbidry is a living thing. And so when you want people to be uprooted from circumstances in your life, use Luke 17. Mountain, there are inanimate things. And when you are looking for situations that are maybe a system, maybe circumstances, use Matthew 17. And as we go on, hopefully, maybe on a Wednesday, the Lord will give us the ability to delve more into how to actually grow your faith. So Jesus Christ was telling them that you don't need big faith. You don't need your faith to be big. What you need is that with that 10 pounds in your hand, if you give it out, it will even multiply anyhow because that is the way it works. Faith must be used. And before we go here today, you will use your faith. You will do what? You will use your faith. And I can guarantee by the mercy of the Lord, it will work. So faith is not about how big it is. And anyway, one of the greatest illustrations of faith that I received, and it's not because, yes, it might be because of that, but just because, no, it's not because of that. It's because it is profound. You know, you know sometimes you, you, you quote people because you are obliged to do so or, or because, you know, you follow them. I, you know, it's not. Sometimes you say things, pastor said that. I believe you said it because it actually touched you. I'm not saying this about this particular illustration that the GO gives. I think I was at that meeting when he was talking. Just one of the recent meetings. It might even be Congress. He said the problem is that, he said, that, you know, he was talking about faith and everything. And he said, you know what? You have faith already. You know you have faith already. You have big faith already. Do you know why? Some of you have heard of that same before. Do you believe that God created the heaven and the earth? How do you know? Eh? Why are you there? No, no, sincerely. Do you sincerely believe with all your heart that God created the heavens and the earth? Are you sure? Why are you there? Eh? You see this in his word, but you believe it. If somebody says it is not so, will you agree with them? And I can hear it sounding, why won't you agree with them? What makes you to believe what you have not seen? It means it does not make sense to me. Why are you there? 
Eh? Something within you makes you unshakable on that fact that God made the heaven and the earth. Do you know you are a minority in the world, those that believe that? Do you know you are in a class of your own? And that's a class of faith. Do you know that? Do you believe Jesus died for you? Are you sure? Not for me, for you. How do you know? And you believe it without... If anybody comes and wakes you up and says, Jesus did not die for you, what will you say? You drive them away. So that's what I want to start today. You have faith. Believe you me, we have incredible faith. To believe incredible things beyond what we can imagine. And all those things we believe, they are actually bigger than the little things we are believing God for. Because all in this room, as far as I know, most of the things we are believing, they are in the realm of human, normal things that can happen. Most of our problems, they are only delayed situations. Very few. You need something that needs to be specially created that we need to move. Most of the things you do, whether it's money, whether it's marriage, whether it's relationship, whether it's whatever it is, marital blessing, they are only little delayed situations. You agree with me? Do you need big faith to do that? If you can believe that God made heaven and earth, do you need any big faith for God's sake to believe that God will do it? You don't need it. But do you know the problem? We've not deployed it. Your tempest is in your pocket. You will bring it out today. Or Barrow brought his own out. And I'm sure it's a small amount. <laughs> but we do something. And so yours will work for you too. That's my submission for you today. Hallelujah. Will you put your faith to action? Do you have a list of what to work God to do for you? Are you sure? Rise on your feet with me. But before we go on, rise on your feet, please, as you are standing up. Before we go on, paradventure, when I made the statement that do you believe Jesus died for you, a large number, I believe, said, yes, I believe. And there's a possibility that someone does not believe and say, well, I really don't know. I try my best. I'm working hard that I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm a morally upright person. Thank God for your morality. But your morality will not take you to heaven. In your own case, you say it's not even possible anyway. I just do the bit I can do in life. I know I miss it sometimes. You need to make a decision for Jesus. Are you there with me? And I believe there might be somebody in this room that wants to make that decision right now. Or possibly you even started doubting all these basic things. Let's get those ones out of the way first. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.